Do you know any face exercises? Oh, yes. I was actually a piccolo player, and so I have some pretty good mouth exercises. Okay, okay, okay. For the piccolo? I'm just joking. That's not one. Um, you basically just play into the piccolo. You just... And Today on My Wax Museum, I am joined by my friend Andrea Miners. We talk about fancy ramen noodles. Andrea tells me about her goals in marketing and schooling. We have a great discussion about how we perceive things and how we are affected by the things placed right in front of us. If you're enjoying listening to these podcasts, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to the show. It helps out a lot. Thanks again, and enjoy my conversation with my friend, Andrea. Andrea Miners, welcome to my Wax Museum. Oh, thank you. I'm also happy to be here. Also, a study room. <laughs> yes. So, okay, uh, I always start with how we know each other. So how, how do we know each other? Okay, me and Alex know each other. I feel like it's kind of weird. We go, we go way back. Way back to January 2017. Is Wait, that when oh, we met? February. February. Really? Yeah, that's when I... Okay, I so Alex was in my first area, sort of, on my mission. His ward met at the place Word. that I met yes. in my ward. Yeah. Yeah. Separate wards, but Alex was always just around, and then he'd always I'm say always hi just to around. missionaries, and I'd be like, hey! And so I just, he was kind of famous, so... Oh, I hope that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're always so nice to the missionaries. Well, you gotta be nice. Exactly. Yeah. And then you came to some of our lessons that we had. Yeah. I think I only ever went to one yeah, lesson one. with you. And uh, and then we took hipster pictures after, which was a real <laughs> Unforgettable. riot. Unforgettable. So then after that, we just were best friends. Best friends. Okay, so that's how we know each other. And where are you from? I'm from Maryland. so. Which is in the eastern part of the United States? Yes. Correct. Awesome. Tell us about Maryland. <laughs> Well, I usually, when people ask where I'm from, like, no one knows anywhere in Maryland. So I'm just like, Maryland. And then they usually don't ask more. But I would next lie and say I'm from Baltimore. But you're not from Baltimore. But I'm not. I am from Laurel, Maryland. Laurel, Maryland. It sounds like a pretty place. It, well, Laurel doesn't have, like, the best reputation because it's kind of it's oh, a really? really big place. So I don't really like saying I'm from Laurel because they're like, ooh. That's a rough part. Really? But I'm from North Laurel, if we're really going to get technical. Okay. The community is Skaggsville. Skaggsville. <laughs> Great. Yeah, also a terrible name. So I usually just lie and say I'm from Columbia, which is like where I work, where my steak was, the Columbia steak. Okay, okay. That's a nice place. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. And Columbia is in Laurel. Um... No, it's no. technically like a different city. Okay, They're so it's like, like a different town. Are they like, is it pretty close over there? Like things are pretty tight? Yeah, it's like all runs together. So oh, okay. People aren't, people don't really have like town pride in Maryland. Like I'm from Laurel. Like it's not like that at all. It's just kind of, we're all lumped together. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. And so, okay. So is Laurel close to Baltimore? Yes. Okay. Because I know about Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, from... I'm like 16 miles from Baltimore. Oh, that's close. Yeah. Yeah, that's real close. So that's, uh, 
I know about Baltimore from the musical Hairspray. Oh. Are you a fan of the <laughs> musical Hairspray? <laughs> I am like it's it's a good musical. Yeah. Um, people like to sing that when they hear. I'm like, I'm from Baltimore, and they're like, Good morning, but ba-. I'm like, oh, Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's a classic story. It's good. Yeah. I watched it like ten years ago. Yeah. But. But you remember all the songs. Actually, okay. I'm pretty well. Actually. Do you? Do you? <laughs> Maybe not all of them, but I did own the CD. Oh, okay. So, so growing up in Maryland, what was that like? What, like, was it, do you picture yourself as having like a normal childhood? (laughs) Yeah, I do. I think that it's pretty, pretty normal. Uh, I I guess compared to Latter-day Saints or just in general compared to Canadians or you just kind of went about your business, went to school? Yeah, it's all I ever knew. I mean, I never lived anywhere else. I've lived in the same house my whole life. Really? Yeah. Wow. Same. Act. I had one move. I moved down the hall from my sister's bedroom to my current bedroom Wow. when I was about nine. So that was a big, big move. Big move. Big move. How did that feel? <laughs> I had my own room. So that was yeah. exciting growing up, you know? Yeah. And wh- how many? so how many siblings do you have? I have five siblings. You have five. See, I didn't know that about you. Yeah. I always pictured you as existing just on your own. Nope. With I no parents or anything. <laughs> I was raised by wolves. <laughs> well, no, I can see it. In Maryland. The Maryland wolves. Yeah, but I was the youngest of six. Really? Okay, so how old's, how old's the oldest then? Mm, I think she's 33. 33? And you're 21? I'll be 21 this month, so... You mean next month? Next month. Well, as in this month. Yes. When this goes out. In November. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. (laughs) Okay, so... So you're the youngest of six. Yes. So what was that like? I loved it, actually. It was so fun. Did you get to be pampered? Did you feel like you were pampered? Did you older siblings feel like you were pampered um they of course they'll say i'm pampered but i didn't really feel like i was pampered until i guess yeah until my last sibling left it wasn't even so much that like they got me more stuff it was Mm -hmm. like i had time i think that was how i was pampered like i had the chance to like do one-on-one stuff with my dad and with my mom Mm. like while my other siblings they had they're always so busy and they're so They're moved kids. out or they're older. Yeah. Or, yeah. 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 They're all, so my parents just had more time. So I felt like I was like pampered in that mm-hmm. way. Did you ever, on the other hand of things, while all of your siblings were still at home, did you ever feel like the complete opposite? Like, oh, I wish I didn't have so many siblings hogging all the attention. Did that ever, was that ever a thing? Um, no. I always thought it was really fun having all my siblings. Yeah. We're really close I'm at, like my sisters are actually coming to visit. Oh really? On Friday. Yeah. So I'm so excited. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a long drive. Do they still live in Maryland? My one sister lives in Boise, and then oh, okay. my other sister lives in New York. So she's oh, okay. flying out. Wow. 
Holy cow. I'm so excited. Is that for your birthday or just to hang out or? No, it's my sister's coming for my other sister's baby blessing and then also a friend's wedding. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. That's so, it's it's very foreign to me because I'm not the youngest Mm -hmm. in my family. So it's, it's always interesting hearing like the opposite perspective (laughs) of what it's like for that. Right. So, um, when you were when you were growing up, was there was there anything that you just thought was like the coolest thing about where you lived, or that maybe now you think is the coolest thing about where you're from? Um, I think the coolest thing now is trees. Like before, I never thought that like having trees everywhere was mm-hmm. anything special. And then people would be like, "Oh my gosh, there's so many trees here." Like what? Yeah. Doesn't everywhere have trees? And now I like live in Idaho, and there's like not trees that like line and cover everything, and yeah. you can, like see hundreds of miles away. I'm like, what the heck? And that is so interesting. I miss the trees in that way. That sounds kind of lame. It's like know, the most defining thing, but it's so pretty there. I, I've heard that from a lot of people <laughs> though, from from out east or just other states where there are a lot more trees. They'll have this, there are no trees here. There are <laughs> yeah. no trees. Where are they? So that's that's pretty interesting. What kind of trees grow out there? You, is it like a lot of evergreen trees? Um, or is no, it? Um, I mean, you don't need to know I the specific type. I really don't type, know. But it's they brown. The brown trees. And then they have green leaves. <laughs> it's not like pine trees or yeah. evergreen trees. Oh, okay, it's okay. like oak. I don't know. Something like that. Something like oak trees. That's cool. That, that's <laughs> that's interesting for me because I'm guessing Calgary doesn't even have as many trees. No, not Not even nearly, close. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting to me because I've grown up somewhere completely different than you have. Yeah. So so all the trees, is it, I'm guessing it's a lot more humid out there. Mm-hmm. And does it is it on the uh, border of the ocean? It is. I'm really making myself look yes, it, like no. I have poor geography <laughs> skills or something. No. Yes, it is on the Atlantic Ocean. Okay. And, but I'm like three hours inland. Okay, okay. So, yeah. I don't like, I'm not like at the beach every day or anything yeah, like yeah. that. But it's definitely really humid there. I mean, to me, like I actually kind of think it's nice. Like in the summer, I'm just like, oh, it's all warm and yeah. nice. But other people are like, it's so humid. How hot does it get? Um, probably it, it gets to in the 90s. It okay. gets to 100, but Yeah, which I mean with the humidity, it's supposed to be yeah. a lot hotter than yeah. that, right? Like in it's the supposed ni- to feel like that. Yeah, like in the upper 80s and 90s, it feels like really hot. But you like it? <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. I do. That's interesting. I mean, it depends on what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. So what do you, what do you do then in, in the, the summer? summer? What do you get up to in Maryland in the summer? Mm, I, my favorite thing to do is mostly just like hike and just go on like walks. But most people would think that's funny because there's not actually that many places to like go hiking there. But I'm so close to D.C. and Baltimore, so it's really easy for me to just be like, oh, let's go to Washington, D.C. today. And Hmm. you just drive 30 minutes and then you're there. Oh, it's that close. (laughs) Yeah, it's really close. Oh, cool. And so is there anything interesting to see there? I mean, obviously (laughs) there is, but interesting to you. Um, I 
really like the Smithsonian museums. Maybe okay. it's just because I'm cheap. But they're all free. Really? Yeah. So there's like 28 museums there, and they're all free. And so I haven't even been to all of them, but it's like fun to take my tourist friends. And mm-hmm. they're like, whoa, it's so cool. We ride the metro down. Yeah. Or like... Um, we'll get like cupcakes or <laughs> just like yeah. go down there and get food. My favorite Smithsonian's probably the Air and Space Museum because okay. it has like these giant planes. You yeah. know, like, climb in them and stuff. Are you into Are you into that kind of thing? Is aviation like a cool thing to you, or is it just like neat to see these planes on the ground or what? Um, my brother he works for like doing mechanical engineering for okay. b- planes yeah and so like when i go with my brother it's really fun because he's yeah. like telling me all about it me personally i know nothing about aviation but it's like fun just to see like the first plane and yeah. the wright brothers and just like it's really like a huge building and they have like planes hanging on the ceiling it's just like an amazing that is cool <laughs> yeah i think the i mean the only time I've probably seen that is in uh, Night at the Museum too. Yeah. <laughs> when they go around and Yeah, it's just yeah. like that. That's cool. That's awesome. So so do you have do you have a fascination with museums? Like where is is that like a general interest of yours or is it just that the Smithsonian's free and you can take your friends there and like be their tour guide and stuff? Um Honestly, like before I came out here, I would have never thought that I had like more of a fascination with museums. Mm -hmm. But because I've been to like so many museums, I feel like I'm actually well versed in like knowing what to expect in them. And I I like going because I'm like a history person. I enjoy history. Yeah. So what is it about history that intrigues you? Because there's history of everything. Exactly. (laughs) Um, I feel like with history you're able to like understand things in context Mm -hmm. and so it just like makes sense on like why things like why we view things the way they are today like you can be like oh why do do people have like this certain stereotype about people or something Mm -hmm. and then you like read a history textbook and then you're like wait that's what they used to do to that people that like made them think that that's why we have this perception of them yeah i just think it like helps us to understand i've like had personal experiences too where i'm like in history classes i was in like a world history class yeah and we were learning about martin luther Mm -hmm. and i was like what and we were learning about like the printing press and i just remember like in my history class like realizing that like the church had to be restored like at that very time but like the timeline had never made sense in my head until yeah. i like, learned about history yeah yeah all these all these little things line up to you know cause this one thing to happen yeah. right that's really cool so you're a bit of a history buff like you enjoy history and stuff are you studying it at all here um in rexburg no that's I'm not, not. <laughs> that's not your major at all you've just taken a few little few yeah. classes yeah, like I'm a communications major, so okay. I'm kind of more focusing on like the how it affects people okay. kind of aspect of like why we communicate. So it's still interesting like learning about the history. And it still applies. It still applies, certainly. yeah. Yeah. So so in communications, do you have a focus in anything? Like what is what are you trying to communicate? I am focusing in advertising. Okay. So is there a career plan there? Like you, yes. you want to do? 
Um, so I'm I'm open to different paths, but my dream mm-hmm. vision is to be a copywriter okay. and to write like the words essentially that will go in advertisements. Yeah. So when people think of a copywriter, they think of like the people that like draw the little C and put a circle like copyright. That's your whole job. <laughs> yeah. Draw the C, put the circle around it. Yeah, yeah. But it's actually in advertising at least. It's the people who come up with like the punchline, the like the whole ad campaign, like the actual words and like the big really? idea. Essentially professional meme makers. That's what I like to think of. Okay. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Okay, so you're pretty. Are you pretty well versed in in memes and stuff? Like, do you do you study this stuff at all in your spare time, or is this just like a school thing to you? Well, I do follow lots of meme accounts, um, but I, in terms of studying memes, yeah, I do have quite the amount of friends that I send memes to and that I receive memes from, mm-hmm. but. I haven't seen any classes in memes. I should start one, though. You should start one. You should get a textbook for it. You should make the textbook for it. Exactly. Right? That'd Professional meme maker. Andrea Miners. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's actually... This sounds so crazy, but that's actually what made me want to go into advertising. Really? Yeah. is because I would, like, make memes. Yeah. And then I was thinking about it one day, and I was like... Basically, I'm just making content mm-hmm. that people like want to engage with. Yeah. And like I'm making I'm putting this idea into their head and then yeah. they like share it with other people. Yeah, cuz like, that's what a meme is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like what the goal of advertising is, is yeah. to put an idea into their head that they don't feel like it's an advertisement, but that it's like enjoyable mm-hmm. and they'll share it with other people. So I'm hmm. like I should go into advertising and yeah. I like love it so much. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's an interesting train of thought the way that the way that you arrive at that. Uh, when did you start thinking that you were going to do that? It was actually on my mission. Really? <laughs> so, oh, this is like so embarrassing, but on my mission, I did this thing called the meme of the week. Okay. And so it was a scripture yeah. I would find. And like the whole reason I started, I had total hidden motives for it. I was like, I need people to look at the scriptures not as like a boring thing. I essentially want to rebrand the scriptures. <laughs> and so that if people... you want to say it that way, okay. <laughs> so that people who like were like didn't want to read them or thought it was boring or never got anything out of it could like look at it in a new way. Yeah. And so I'd take like funny verses from the scriptures and like put a caption on it. And then it was, like, crazy, though, because the results, like, people would tell me that, like, they had read their scriptures looking, like, to find memes. And I was like, what? You're reading your scriptures? That's awesome. (laughs) And just, like, people would, like, tell me all the time that, like, changed the way they thought about the scriptures. And so I was like, that's what I want to do, like, change the way people think about things. Like, take an old idea and then make them think about it in a creative way. That's really cool and really, really interesting the way, I mean, because that, that is advertising and you can see in the history of advertising the way that different agencies have done that for different products. I mean, cigarettes is the classic mm-hmm. example, right? And so, so for you, how do you see yourself impacting the way that people see the world in general? 
In general or like with my advertisements? With your advertisements, with whatever work you end up going into. I think that like one of, I think sometimes advertising can get a bad rep. Mm -hmm. People think like, oh, they're deceitful and they're just like trying to sell this. But I think of it as companies who are really good and are selling like an amazing product, but that they're never able to get the chance to be heard about because Mm -hmm. they don't have the resources to like brand themselves and to put themselves out there. And so I think that like by like finding clients who like really believe in their product and just like promoting it and helping them, Mm -hmm. it's like a way of helping the world to like know about things. There's like tons of inventions that are like could change the world, but they get shut down before like they have the opportunity to grow and so or they just get bought out by other companies yeah so just by like helping those small businesses to have the chance to share their idea Hmm. i like that that that, i mean it's totally true because so many people you know have these great ideas but they don't know how to communicate it they don't know Mm -hmm. how to present it or put it out there or sell it right Mm -hmm. that's the thing everybody needs a salesman yeah. <laughs> right. And that's what you're going to that's what you're going to do. And so in these classes, how far along are you in your course? You're still pretty early stages, right? Yeah, this is my fourth semester. Okay. So how like what what kind of courses have you had that have had an impact on this and how you how you hope to apply the things that you've learned in school in a career? So I am in my intro to advertising class right now, and I'm in like a social media design class. But I think the the class that impacted me the most was, it's called Mass Media and Society. Okay. And so it's so fascinating. You just learn about how like media affects the way that you think Mm -hmm. and how it affects society and it's something that like i found (laughs) through that class that we think that we know how social media and how the internet and the media affects us Mm -hmm. like people talk about that all the time and they're like oh it gets in your head blah 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 i know what they're doing but after taking that class like i realized there's so much that i don't realize that goes into it like so much strategy Mm -hmm. and just by taking that class my eyes were like opened and I was like wow I really want to to use this to like benefit other people and Hmm. to benefit my career I guess by it's just something I don't know I guess that's kind of hard to explain and you just have to take the class but I remember for instance in the class they were talking about like broadcasting Mm -hmm. and they were saying how whenever someone's interviewed on the news they're never looking into the camera no matter what if you interview someone it always comes from a side angle yeah and it's only the anchor that's like straight on and it's because they want the the anchor to have the most impact huh and that's something that no one I mean, maybe some people have picked up on that, but I had never, I mean, I watch the news all the time, but I had never thought about it in that way. And so just like, wow, it affects us in so many different ways, but it can also affect us positively. Like it doesn't have to be like a negative thing. You can like reach people that you wouldn't have been able to. Hmm. 
That's interesting. I yeah, I've never thought of that. I've also never watched the news, <laughs> um, but but yeah, just that that slight difference in where somebody is looking, mm-hmm. right? And it's and that that it's not just a coincidence mm-hmm. that it's we're doing this because mm-hmm. right, and that there's all these little calculations and stuff. And like you were saying earlier, it's not always evil. It's just we're trying to present this message, mm-hmm. right? So why, I mean, I'm curious if you think that everyone should be aware of, of those little things. If everyone should take your society and mass media, is that what it was called? Yeah. Society and mass media course uh, in order to understand what exactly is going on? I don't feel like it's that necessary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's more just like a fascination that I have. I find it really yeah. interesting. But you think, so you, th- you think that people should just kind of, it's okay, it's fine kind of thing? I don't think that's bad. I'm just wondering what you think. Um, well, it's actually funny because I'm like writing an essay on this exact topic really? right okay. now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's basically on like targeted advertisements. And a okay. lot of people, like, we all know the internet like saves your information yep. on. <laughs> yeah, they've got everything they need. <laughs> yeah. It was actually my, just last night, I was looking through what Google like thought my interests were. It had like 90 interests it thought I had. It had the brands that I shop at most. It had like my age and like race and all that stuff. But like the colleges I go to, like it even, I I was looking at hockey tickets one day and it had hockey as one of my interests. Like just one browsing history, it saves that kind of information. Hmm. And people get really freaked out. But the point of that is to help your overall experience, I guess, mm-hmm. with like, ad- like if you went online and all of your ads were for like monster truck, like for me, I'd be like, why am I having a monster truck ad? This is so boring. Yeah. But if I had it for like my favorite store, I'd be like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I feel like even though I, people don't want to like, spend as much i guess i don't know i feel like i like having those things that are catered towards me Mm -hmm. instead of having it be just a random billboard on the side of a Mm -hmm. website you have it as oh yeah actually i have been looking for (laughs) you know this yeah i've bought so many things like through those like targeted ads really just the other day i had been looking at these shoes and then it came back, the shoe ad, and I was like, uh, I might as well get them. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's, they're super successful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's interesting. That's really interesting. Um, I, I mostly get microphone ads, actually. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. That's literally what I get most of the time. And beer ads. Really? Which, which I don't drink at all, but I'm in that demographic that yeah, does. exactly. So what can you do? I'm like, okay, thanks, Google. Yeah, you can turn that off like in your preferences. You can be like, You can go inside it. There are yeah. a few things that I've turned off that I'm like, I don't <laughs> yeah. why? Yeah. No, it's it's interesting. So how do you how do you then present a message well? Because there are a lot of advertisements that don't seem so well presented. 
Mm-hmm. So how do you present a message well? Okay, so in advertising, there's something called the creative formula. Mm-hmm. And that is supposedly how it, it makes a good <laughs> message. It's basically you grab their attention and then you inform them why they should buy this product. And then you make it so they have like a desire. They yeah. want it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you teach them that you're credible, that you are the like the best company, like out of all the other ones, like you should buy that brand. Yeah. And then you invite them. You have a call to action. <laughs> okay, okay. And so that's like the creative formula. But I think in like a simpler terms, making an ad that, in my opinion, is just like knowing your audience. If mm-hmm. you are, if I'm targeting college students, like I'm not going to have this like boring, like use a bunch of statistics they won't really care. Like that demographic wants something that's funny. A lot of millennials like things that have a cause, like hmm. different things that that audience will grab onto. That's interesting. That's interesting. And it's interesting uh, s- still because I think I like statistics. <laughs> really? Oh, that's, yeah. that's cool And there to are, me. yeah, there are and people in that. Exactly. There are all these variations mm-hmm. in every demographic. I mean, like I said, I get beer ads but <laughs> i don't drink but google says well you're 22 of course you yeah. drink yeah right and so that that's interesting but yeah for the most part that's how those demographics work and, mm-hmm. and get those people that's interesting so you have you're in your fourth semester so after this you have four more semesters is that your plan i think so yeah that's how it ends <laughs> up working out that's pretty cool um and so when you when you get out of school when you're out when you're home free you're gonna go off and you're gonna start advertising to the masses and you're gonna you're gonna help people what like what what do you want to do with that like you just want a job somewhere or is there something more specific you want to do i really just want to do the copywriting (laughs) yeah just anything i can do copywriting with because i i really like writing but I've always been like torn because my mom, she's an author. Really? And so she, super talented writer. Mm-hmm. And then I, I've always liked creative writing, but I don't want to be like a novelist or anything. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always like, well, I'm good at writing. I like creative writing, but what do I do with that? And so when I found out about copywriting, I'm like, I still get to write, but it doesn't have to be grammatically correct. Like I can have (laughs) wrong comma placement and it is okay. (laughs) You just write conversationally and I really like that aspect of it. That's interesting. And and I guess there will be new projects Mm-hmm, all, all the, the time, time coming through instead mm-hmm. of I've been working on this novel for two years exactly, and I got to yeah. meet my deadline. You got to, you know, spit out stuff. So how do you, so I guess in that industry though, you have to be creative. So mm-hmm. here's the, here's the big question. How do you be creative on demand? How do you, if someone were to come up to you and say, Hey, I need this done can you do it? And of course you say yes, because you need mm-hmm. a paycheck. How do you, how do you be creative? Like, cause you're already a creative person, mm-hmm. but on demand, how does that work? That's such a good question. I think that's like one of the hardest points because automatically what you start thinking of 
is what everyone else has already done. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it really does require time. Um, a lot of people think like, <laughs> I told someone I was ma- during an advertising and they're like, that's a major. I didn't know people actually like had to study that. <laughs> I'm like, really? well, it actually does take some thought. <laughs> yeah. And so I think um, it really just would depend on the client. In general, though, if I'm trying to be creative, I usually like take a break from trying to think about it. That's yeah. the best way. Usually my best ideas come when I'm not trying to come up with ideas. <laughs> so you kind of think about it, then you let it settle. I, I like to play the ukulele and just... That's like a way of getting my creative energy or I'll doodle or draw a picture and then listen to music. And then it kind of, I'm like, hey, this, I could do this. There's (laughs) an idea. Yeah. Yeah. At random times. But most like clients don't expect it to be on the spot. Like, give me an idea now. Give me an idea right now (laughs) or else I'd probably get fired. Yeah. But, That's know. interesting. Yeah, because being creative and coming up with ideas and stuff, especially when you have somebody who maybe doesn't need it on the spot, but they have kind of a deadline in mm-hmm. mind. You know, that's mm-hmm. tough to push that out, right? So that's pretty interesting. Now, you have a creative project that you've been doing. <laughs> yeah. Which I've been enjoying seeing the fruits of. And uh, so would you like to tell us about this? Sure. <laughs> So I'm taking a social media class right now and we have to brand something. So we have to promote, uh, I don't even know how to say, like an image, I guess. And so um, people, a lot of the people in my class are like photographers. So they're branding themselves like their own photography and gaining followers. But me, I I was trying to think of something I could brand to make Mm -hmm. me unique and so I decided to brand myself with ramen noodles. And so that would be what makes me different. My Instagram is my fancy ramen. Feel free to follow it. But basically, I just post pictures of me eating ramen or just like putting ramen in my hair. I have one coming up this week that'll be my nephews playing in ramen. Like just like different yeah. things because I think ramen is awesome. And I think ramen is so cheap and Mm -hmm. people give it such a bad reputation, like as if it's disgusting because it's 30 cents. But I'm like, well, it feeds me and it can be delicious and gourmet. So that's why, that's what my angle I took with it being my fancy ramen. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not just ramen. Yeah. It's my fancy ramen. (laughs) Yeah. So, so with this, this is. I mean, this is for a school project. Like, mm-hmm. you have to do this. Mm-hmm. How did you? How did you come up with that? It was. It was just like something that you like, and then you're like, okay. Um. To be honest, I was thinking about one of the most affordable ways I could <laughs> really? fulfill, fulfill this project, and I was like, well, I love ramen. Yeah. I'm actually. I have like an obsession with spicy korean ramen shin ramen have okay. you had it uh ari johnson gave yeah. me some i introduced her okay yeah she <laughs> she gave me some and i literally at the last place i was living i left it in the cupboard i did not take you it didn't with eat me it ever no I never tried it no i think i left it with Are my old roommates me? i was scared it's so good did she say it was spicy she said it was spicy she said it was super spicy and it she is. went like this <laughs> 
It is super spicy. But the noodles are so high quality. Yeah. It's like better than the American competitors. Well, I mean, of course. (laughs) Yeah. But like, I think that is delicious, that ramen. Yeah. And so I'm pretty passionate about it. And a lot of my friends, my old roommates, they know that I love it. And so I was like, well, might as well. (laughs) So you're going to... so. Once once the school project's done, are you going to keep up my fancy ramen? <laughs> I don't know. A lot of people have asked me that. Um, I guess we all have to stay tuned. I hope you do, because <laughs> I think it's pretty funny. So so uh, in, in doing this, you said that you have stuff planned for next week. So you have like a lot of content planned in mm. advance and stuff. Oh, yeah. I already have my next 15 posts planned. Really? Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> And so do you have to like do you have to do that in order to keep on top of it or is it just you? Um it's just me. I just like doing that. I have a, like an algorithm for my grid. Mm-hmm. So I I'll have I have a pattern of like me or a person and then like ramen <laughs> like a like a stationary object. And yeah. so I have to have I have like more pictures of people right now and so I have to plan it out so that I don't just have like 10 pictures of people in a row mm-hmm. so hmm. yeah <laughs> I, I love how how passionate you are about ramen it's so, so good. good you've had some really good pictures on there too that i'm like that's good andrew is doing a real creative job <laughs> thank you which one's your favorite i think it was the one with it in your hair <laughs> yeah. i think yeah that that's the one that i'm like yeah my okay, fancy ramen that one i was laying in the middle of my parking lot Really? At my apartment complex, all these people were like watching me from the balcony, their balcony, and were like, what is that girl doing? And I was like, oh my goodness, I hope I get a good grade on this. But Top Ramen tweeted at me. Did they? (laughs) Yeah, I was so happy. I retweeted it. That's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. You're basically famous. I know. And I mean, the great thing is, too, is when you do crazy stuff like that, you can just say to all the other students around, it's for a school project. <laughs> yeah, I can. Well, it was kind of funny. Um, like my FHE sisters, they were like, man, I never knew you loved ramen so much. I'm like, yeah, I have to submit another post by tonight. And they're like, submit? They're like, we thought this was just for fun. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> like, So many of my friends like think I'm just genuinely... I mean, I am. Uh, you are. You are genuinely. I should have in it. started this years ago, and then I'd have thousands of followers for this project. Better late than never. I hope you keep it up. <laughs> yeah. I really, I really, actually do because <laughs> I think it's hilarious. So, you're you're out there doing doing your ramen stuff, and uh, have you like, I don't know, being in school. Has there been any anything that's been really challenging? to you like that's been tough for you to to move past to get through whether academically or otherwise I think in it's mostly just like balance I can't think of like a particular trial or anything that I've gone through but I can think of (laughs) like days where it's like 4 30 and I'm like okay I have a 10 page paper due tonight i have a project and i have work in an hour and like my brain feels like it's gonna melt those are the probably the most challenging <laughs> times i guess but i think i just had to like step back 
take a deep breath and just just go for it mm-hmm. i have good friends too that make it so i don't get stressed it, that doesn't happen all the time but yeah. i think that if anything that's probably what is the most challenging yeah it's just having that having that balance because you work as well mm-hmm. you have a job and you're doing school mm-hmm. and i mean and then once this semester's over you're gonna still be doing your ramen account <laughs> yeah that's gonna take so much time so <laughs> so i mean you have a lot a lot going on so do you find like your your friends keep you sane Mm-hmm. to to kind of keep you balanced and and in that in that line without losing it yeah I think like I'll just have those times where I'll just call up a friend to be like hey can we just can we just go on a drive or just hang out or something I think those are the moments where I'm like okay I am so grateful I have you guys like you guys help me so much and so I think I don't know how people live in like <laughs> rooms where they don't have like individual rooms like my roommate Kylie shout out she's really awesome and I, I just like look forward to at night just being like yo how was your day and just mm-hmm. like having personal <laughs> interaction not just like with my professor or my laptop screen but just like talking to people that's just how I always relax have you always been like that um like needing to talk to people yeah I was just needing like somebody oh yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's always how I've been. And like I I feel like I always kind of like know that it'll work out, but I just need to like tell someone, like to feel like that they understand that mm-hmm. this is hard for me. Maybe that's yeah. selfish or something. No, I th- I, th- <laughs> I I think that's pretty normal just the need to have uh, validation, validation yeah. or have have somebody there to to say, "Oh yeah, I get it." Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I'm there too, you know. Mm-hmm. school is tough whatever yeah and yeah to kind of get through that with them that makes sense that makes a lot of sense so uh in the future you'll be doing your i mean your ramen page forever obviously <laughs> yes. uh you'll be working as a copywriter and living your life living the dream what's your biggest dream like craziest way out there probably will never happen but You'd love it if it did. Dream. <laughs> um, I think that it would be so, like, a dream of mine. I've always wanted to go to, like, Jerusalem. Really? Yeah. I just think that it's so cool there. Just, like, all the history, like yeah. I said. Just, like, being able to, like, walk those streets. My favorite animal is a camel, too. And just being able to ride a camel there, that's really my biggest dream, riding a camel. But, like, to achieve that dream, to go to Jerusalem, like, I think it would be so fun to, like, read the scriptures and then be like, hey, that's where we are right now. That would be pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's, like, something that is attainable. But just right now, as, like, a poor college student, I'm like, that's never going to happen. It's not happening. Yeah. (laughs) But I know it could. Yeah. dreams can become a reality that'd be so cool you know what you could get so big that you could be sponsored by, by ramen. ramen to go out to jerusalem and sell ramen that's honestly my dream in the holy land <laughs> <laughs> that, that that would make the world a much better place that's awesome so so going to jerusalem why okay why are camels your favorite animal oh i'm so glad you asked that 
Um, so many reasons. First of all, they are so under-acknowledged. Camels are wonderful, first of all. Um, do you know that camels can hold up to 10 gallons of water? I did not know homes? that. I think that is so admirable. I am always dehydrated, but they are never dehydrated. Also, did you know camels have three pairs of eyelashes per eye? Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and, like some are like silicon to okay. keep out the sand. Yeah. I think that's awesome because you never get stuff in your eye. Yeah. And then like they're probably beautiful. Like some like cover girl should have camels as their <laughs> like three pairs of eyelashes like wow yeah and then i just uh, genuinely i think they're so adorable like if you just google cute camels you will find your new wallpaper it is just so adorable they really just, they have such great smiles they do <laughs> yeah like dogs they don't smile have you ever do seen camels that? smile like they just have like a natural grin on their face really it's just like the way it's shaped yeah it's so cute i love how much you love camels yeah they're so cute so okay have you have you have you seen a camel in real life i have okay okay so you've gotten that far but you have never ridden one no yeah where did you see one it was actually an accident it was like a month ago I was on my way home from St. George. We were driving up Utah and like we stopped at a gas station. There was a petting zoo at the gas station. We were like, what's what? this? And we like go over and there's a camel. I was like, what? I was like screaming. I posted it on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I was like, what the heck? I love camels. And I asked the guy if I could ride it. And he said, no. I was so sad. I would have paid like big money right then and there but I, it was so cute oh man really yeah i love that that's so funny okay so okay camels are they the ones with two humps or one hump trick question both really yeah it's just different breeds oh, okay okay mm -hmm. yeah i think the well, I'm on a podcast right now, so I don't want to quote any misstatistics <laughs> because people can fact check me. <laughs> but I want to say, like, the Arabian camel has two humps, but I could be getting it wrong. But my favorite joke is what do you call a three hump camel? What? Pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. That's my favorite one. That's perfect. Yep. Well, awesome. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing your love of non-sleazy advertising uh, with us and uh, and your love of ramen noodles. Mm -hmm. Everyone, what is your thing again? What's your Instagram? Oh, My Fancy Ramen. My Fancy Ramen. At My Fancy Ramen on Instagram. Do you have a Twitter too? I do is have that... a Twitter. Okay, and on Twitter. <laughs> if you're on Twitter, My Fancy Ramen. And... Uh, and yeah, and thanks for sharing your love of camels with us. I had no idea that the, that camels could be so cute. I'm going to go home and look them up. You should make that the cover image for this podcast. Just a picture of a camel. Photoshop my face on it. Okay, I just might. I just might. But seriously, who knew baby camels were so cute? Obviously, my Photoshop skills are a little lacking, so I didn't do the job Andrea hoped I would. However, I did put a link in the description to a cute baby camel.
So I hope you enjoy that picture, and I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Thanks again to Andrea for coming on My Wax Museum. As always, feedback can be sent to us at mywaxmuseum at gmail.com. We'd love to hear where you're listening from and your thoughts on the show. And of course, as always, go out, find five minutes in your day to ask someone you know about them. I think you'll find the people around you to be a whole lot more interesting than you or they may think.